请勿靠近车门。请不要靠近车门。Please stand back from the doors. Welcome to the What Kind of Asian Are You podcast. I'm your host. My name is Kyle. This is the third and last pre-official episode before we head into season one premiere of the podcast. It is very exciting, and I'm looking forward to it as I got some pretty interesting guests and stories lined up for season one. Before we get into season one, I want to use this last pre-official episode to just get more used to talking on the mic, and also give you an origin story of myself to kind of let you in on who I am, what I'm about, and just introduce you to me as a host. So let's get into it. I should start with the very beginning. I was born in Hong Kong in the early 90s. And lived a pretty normal life in Hong Kong till about age four. To be honest, I really don't remember much of my life from the beginning until eight or nine. However, one really big thing that I did remember was immigrating to Canada at the age of four in 1997, months before Hong Kong was given back to China after 155 years of British rule, as Hong Kong was a British colony. Back in 1842 to 1997, I never really bothered to ask why my family decided to immigrate, but I figured that it was because we already had family in Canada, and also it was they thought the environment was better for me to grow up in compared to Hong Kong. Looking back at it, the handover of Hong Kong in 1997 for sure was the biggest reason why my family immigrated to the West, like a lot of other Hong Kong families during that era. My life after immigrating to Canada was pretty average. I went to school and had a pretty okay upbringing. I would say there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. I live in the suburbs that have really big Asian population, mostly Chinese from Hong Kong or people of Cantonese background. As a result, I don't have the classic diaspora Asian story of being the only Asian kid at school or face any overt racism growing up. Looking at my high school graduating class, Chinese and other Asians made up the whole class almost, with the white and black students being the small minority. You could say I definitely lived in a bubble of some sort, where I never felt really small compared to non-Asians or felt very alone. Being in a bubble definitely was a blessing and a curse, I would say. It was good in that I had a community that shared the same views, same values. Same culture that allowed me to not be shy or felt embarrassed about my culture back in my ancestral home. As a result, I never hated anything from my culture and was able to keep my mother tongue to the best of my abilities, despite not going to Chinese school for it. Another positive was being in the bubble allowed me to reach out back to my ancestral home and find representation of people like myself through music, TV, movies, and the media. I knew that a lot of Asians in the West grew up feeling like they had no representation in mainstream media in the West, which I definitely feel is a thing and needs to be changed. But for me, growing up, I never felt that, as I was more interested in the mainstream media and pop culture of my ancestral home as well as other East Asian countries. Now, in terms of what I see as negative being in the bubble, I feel like my perspective was really narrow back then. Of course, that can change once you encounter people outside the bubble. And I did, but I felt that my experience in the bubble for so long somewhat hindered me building relationships with people that were in the bubble. I eventually got out of the bubble as I went to university out of town and also started working more frequently. 
seeing more different kinds of people. However, this doesn't help with the identity issues that I end up having in my late teens and early adulthood. I always felt that I wasn't Asian enough given that my Chinese wasn't always the best and I didn't exactly live the Asian stereotype life that Western mainstream media portrayed or what other Asians around me had. I thought I wasn't emerged enough in my own culture. By the same time, when I'm out of my bubble and into the bigger world, I felt like I wasn't Western enough either. And that people always saw me as an outsider whether or not they really did see me as that. I felt I was always in the middle with no clear label that can be put on me. I wanted to either be Asian as fuck or be as Western as possible. It was later, after being in Asia and living my life now in my late 20s, is when I realized it's okay to not really live according to labels and that I can be whatever I want and no one can stop me. All this talk brings me to now, where I'm interested in hearing about other Asians and their stories. I want to learn and be able to educate others on what is life like as an Asian living in the West where Asian representation is either really bad or that there's not enough of. I want Asian voices to be heard and validated. And this is why the podcast, What Kind of Asian Are You? is created. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learn more about me, Kyle, the host of What Kind of Asian Are You? If you liked what you heard in this episode, please keep following this podcast and look forward to season one as I got a lot of interesting stories I want to tell. You can find this podcast on all major digital streaming platforms other than Apple, but I'm working on that. So just search the podcast name, What Kind of Asian Are You? and you'll find it. If you want to leave a comment, feedback, or anything really about this podcast or just talk to me, you can find me on Instagram at, at kylekyle.lkhhk. Again, it's at kylekyle.lkhhk. I want to talk to a lot of people and learn from them. So please reach out if you like. You can also find the podcast on YouTube. And in that same channel where you can find the podcast, you can find vlogs and different videos that I'll be making in the future. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you liked the episode. And come back next time for another episode of What Kind of Asian Are You? I'm your host, Kyle. Bye-bye. Peace.